Hello, this is David from the Excel in Retirement Show, and we are so excited to have you back. In this show, I'll explain a report we offer that illustrates how much you are projected to pay in taxes on your qualified money, like your 401k or IRAs. This report shows if it will be beneficial or not to do a Roth conversion. I'll tell you in this show how to get this report for free. Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show. I am David Treese, and I will be your host. Thank you for tuning in. We are grateful that you're spending a few minutes here with us. My goal is to distill a couple financial planning ideas that could help you excel in retirement. As always, you can reach us by calling 864-618-4800 or by emailing me at david at clientsexcel.com. And if you go to our website, clientsexcel.com, and look for the podcast tab, you can see all of our shows archived right there. So you can check that out, clientsexcel.com. When I was in my 20s, I loved to ride bicycles. You know the guys you see riding down the road. I was one of them. I got really into it and started racing, in fact. I was traveling all around the state and had raced in four states. It was a lot of fun, uh, kind of expensive, but anyhow, one of the races stands out in my memory, though. I got hurt pretty bad, had to go to the hospital, in fact. So with racing, you have categories you race within. Think about it like levels. The more you advance, the harder the racing competition gets. I had just upgraded to a new category and it was late in the season. For whatever reason, the later it got in the racing season, the more risk people were willing to take in racing. The goal is always to stay in the front fourth of the pack. Once you get further back, the people are more tired and you have to work harder to stay with the group and ask your physics teacher about how that works. So. I was about a third of the way back in this big group of 50 or 60 people, so a little bit further back than I was comfortable being, and it was in a downtown setting. So it was at night, and it was in a downtown setting, so they had large removable metal gates blocking the roadways off. I was riding on the outside of the pack, and we were going into a left turn. A guy came from behind me over my right shoulder and cut across my front wheel. And boy, I went sliding across the road. I was done. The worst part was my family had come to this race and it all happened right in front of my mom. The, mayor, the paramedics came rushing over and I let it slip that my neck hurt. And I had hit the left side of my head and the right side of my body. And so I had road rash down my leg. And if you've never had road rash, be very thankful because the next few days are rough after you have road rash. When I said my neck hurt though, that meant I was getting the backboard. So they strapped me on this very hard board, straight board, and put my head in place. And they were convinced also that my wrist was broken. It was swollen up pretty bad. Fortunately, it wasn't. I just needed a lot of chiropractic help to get my neck where I could look behind myself again or behind me. So think about retirement planning like a wheel on a bicycle. You have spokes on your retirement planning wheel. They are healthcare, estate planning, investments, insurance, income planning, and taxes. We want all of these spokes to be true and working properly. I often relate retirement planning to a wheel to help people visualize this. 
you want to be aware of what you're going, what's going on with each of those spokes so you can anticipate the potential problems or to ensure things are right. Better to be proactive than reactive. That's my philosophy. Perhaps if I'd been more aware of that other racer that was coming over my shoulder or someone had shouted a warning at me, maybe I wouldn't have crashed. I'm here to be that person making you aware of topics that should be on your radar when retirement is approaching or is here for you. I believe you're listening to the show because you want to be aware and you want to be informed. And so I commend you for that. In today's show, I will explain one of the reports we run for our new clients and tell you how you can get this report for free. Uh, But we run this when they come in to meet with us. This report analyzes the taxes you are projected to pay on your qualified retirement accounts over your lifetime. Now, we have to make some assumptions since future tax rates are uncertain. But before we talk about our assumptions, let's talk about what we know. We know that Congress passed in 2017 tax cuts, and we know that by law they will sunset in 2026. So we had tax cuts enacted in 2017, they sunset in 2026. We also know that the government recently added $2 trillion of debt in just 63 days. It had been taken a year to add a trillion dollars of debt, uh, and so we did that a trillion a month with the coronavirus and the COVID pandemic. So if you're like me and need help visualizing what a trillion dollars is, it's a one and 12 zeros behind it. And we know that as of the last few days, President Trump has said he supports sending Americans more stimulus payments. So $26.2 trillion of debt is what we're sitting at right now, and Congress will likely add to it with more direct payments, I believe. I'm hearing reports are in the news that the national debt could hit $30 trillion by the end of the year. And presidential candidate Joe Biden has said he would roll back the Trump tax cuts if he's elected. I believe taxes will go up before 2026 with all of these circumstances, but if somehow Congress is magically able to not increase taxes, we know they will go up in six years, right? Unless Congress somehow intervenes, which I don't see that as likely. So the report we run for folks, typically when they meet with us for the first time, it analyzes or their qualified accounts and, their, and gives them a tax analysis. And we're going to figure out what they are projected to pay based on a few assumptions. Often we discuss what the client wants to assume and we say, uh, well, what do you believe about taxes? And sometimes they say, David, you're the one who studies this stuff. We'll let you decide what we should assume. Okay, so to illustrate what the report entails, we're gonna use a couple. The man is Bill, he's 60 years old, and the wife is Sue, she is 59 years old. In Bill and Sue's retirement accounts, between the both of them, they have $750,000 in qualified money. Remember, tax-deferred accounts are 401Ks, 403Bs, IRAs, and there's a few others. You've never paid taxes on this money, it's tax-deferred. The reason we put money in tax-deferred accounts uh, when we're working is to get a tax break in the year that we contribute. For example, if you make $70,000 and you put $6,000 in your 401k, then your income for the year is $64,000. You don't have to pay money on the $6,000 you put into the account right now. Once they start taking money out, they will pay taxes on whatever they take out at whatever the rate is at that time. And that's the problem, folks. 
If taxes are going up in the future, then we'll be paying more to the IRS than if we begin a strategy to begin transitioning your money to tax-free vehicles now. However, if you can accurately predict what tax rates will be when you retire, you can probably quit listening to this show at this point. This is where research is important. And from my research, I believe we are entering a rising tax rate environment. I've talked about the debt on previous episodes, the Social Security shortfall. We've not had a budget surplus in America since 2001. Now that's nearly 20 years of massive debt. It's imperative to understand these things and account for them in our financial planning. And I don't want to be Mr. Negative. I lay the problem out, then give you actionable steps folks like Bill and Sue may be able to take to hopefully be better prepared for what lies ahead. And getting some of your retirement nest egg to tax-free vehicles, I believe, is an essential strategy to protect you uh, and protect your money and what you've worked hard for. On the podcast next week on this show, I'll share with you another tax-free vehicle besides the Roth IRA to place money in after you've fully funded your Roth IRAs. It will be a good show, and I know you'll get a lot of good content out of it, so check that out. Back to Bill and Sue and what they earn. Between the two of them, they're earning about $150,000 per year. That puts them in the 22% tax bracket. In 2026, that would put them in a 25% tax bracket. So they have a 3% savings right now. Here's what we are thinking. Well, here's what, here's what you, excuse me, here's what you may be thinking. They'll be paying less taxes in retirement because they won't be working. Consider that a lot of your deductions may be gone once you retire. Your children, if you have them, are grown and gone. Couldn't claim them if you wanted to at that point. And hopefully you've got your 30-year mortgage paid off, so that deduction is gone. You're not contributing to your qualified retirement plan once you're retired, so no tax break there. So you're left with your charitable giving contributions. And what I find is since most people are earning less, they're typically giving less. So that deduction is normally small if it's present at all. But don't forget, you will have a standard deduction. In 2020, the first $18,650 you earn is tax-free. Then when you earn anything between $19,000 and $77,000, it's 12% tax on that. And then money made between $77,000 and $165,000, you'll pay 22% on this. So it's graduated. At some point in the future, we'll discuss provisional income and why that matters to Social Security. Back to our couple though, Bill and Sue. We know that Bill was born in 1960 and Sue was born in 1961 and that their full retirement social, or their social security full retirement age is 67 years old. So they would be able to receive their full retirement benefit through social security at age 67. About our assumptions, let's say Bill will receive $1,200. That's not an assumption, but it's a fact based on the projections the Social Security gives. But uh, what we're going to run in the report is $1,200 for Social Security, and Sue is going to receive $900. That gives them $25,200 in Social Security. And let's say they plan to start drawing 4% of their $750,000 out per year to live on. So that's $30,000 per year. And let's say Sue plans to do some consulting work in retirement and she projects she'll be able to earn $30,000 doing that. So they'll have a yearly income in uh, retirement of $85,200 in retirement. 
As an aside, remember, if you wait until your full retirement age to draw Social Security, they're not income limitations. It's only if you're drawing your Social Security early, meaning before your full retirement age, that you're penalized for earning too much. So, if everything stays as it is, which we know it won't, they would be in a 25% tax bracket at retirement. Once we start drawing our qualified money out, it often means your taxes are similar to what they were when you were working. In the book, The Power of Zero, I've mentioned it before on the show, an interview with David Walker is outlined. He was the Comptroller General for the federal government under Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. This guy knew the numbers of what it took to make the government's budget work. He studied it. He stated he believes tax rates will have to double for America to remain solvent. And I forgot to tell you, that interview was in 2013. So the snowball is rolling down the mountain and the tax avalanche is picking up speed, especially with COVID-19. I read an article this week and I'll link to it in the show notes, but here's what it said. Here's a direct quote. Cash-starved cities and states across the country are starting to weigh whether to raise taxes on homes, cigarettes, local businesses, and global tech giants, hoping to rake in new revenue that might help them close the massive budget shortfalls created by the coronavirus pandemic. The increase the increases that have been proposed and in some cases adopted reflect the growing desperation on the part of government leaders nationwide. Many have found that recent spending cuts, furloughs, and layoffs haven't been enough to shore up their sagging finances, forcing them to consider more politically noxious and economically risky moves in the middle of an economic crisis. When I'm speaking at seminars and I ask for a show of hands, who believes taxes are going up? Every hand in the room goes up. We all know we have a mess as a country, and as former Senator Kent Conrad that I mentioned on a previous show said, Congress is distracted with other things and they are not sufficiently focused on pressing issues. And there's plenty to be distracted on right now. Just look at the news for five minutes. In my opinion, this is a no-brainer. We know we'll be paying more taxes sooner rather than later. So if Walker is correct, suddenly the 25% our couple in our illustration was planning to pay in retirement is up to a whopping 50%. Are you beginning to see why this conversation is important? So my question to ponder this week is, will you really be paying less taxes once you're retired? Back to our report we'll offer you. Let's say that they are able to earn 5% return on their $750,000. In any way you slice it, the average financial account has an average expense ratio of about 1.5%. Whether that's internal cost or paying an advisor, most of the time on average it's around 1.5% of the account value. Bill and Sue's goal is to transition $750,000 of their qualified money to tax-free, if possible, in the next six years that's when tax rates will go back up. Because we're dealing with what we know, the government has told us that tax rates are going up in 2026, so it's imperative to get a strategy in place now. We don't want to transition the money all in one year and, and bump up to the 37% tax bracket. We want to try to stay within that 22% tax bracket if possible. We want to put a strategy in place to transition the money over the next few years while tax rates are at historic lows. And if you didn't realize tax rates are at historic lows, I would encourage you to go 
Google the uh, history of tax rates here in America. Don't forget, once we turn 72, the IRS says that we have to begin drawing money out of our uh, tax-deferred accounts. If you forget to take the money out, you'll be penalized 50% of what you should have taken out. So we want to get this right. To elaborate, if your RMD is $4,000, that's what the IRS requires you to begin taking out. If you did not take it out, the IRS will get to keep $2,000 of it. You'll get to keep half of it. But then you'll need to pay 22% tax or whatever tax bracket you're in, so you'd be left with about $1,956. This rarely happens because whatever financial custodian is holding your money will do their doggone best to make sure that you take your RMD and your financial advisor will help you remember also, or should help you remember. So Bill and Sue, if things stay the same, they are going to be paying 25% in taxes, right, in retirement. But let's say David Rock or the CPA for the federal government is right. If, if, if uh, tax rates do double, that's uh, problematic for them. And this was even more important that they do this strategy of converting their money to a Roth IRA. But we have to keep, we have to keep perspective. And this often comes down to searching your own soul and finding out what you believe. Do you believe, based on America's trajectory, that taxes are going up? Or, what, or not. If, that, if you don't believe that, then this is probably not for you, quite frankly. But let's talk about the numbers in the report. Bill and Sue's goal was to transition $750,000 to tax-free vehicles using Roth IRAs. They are in a 22% tax bracket, but they'll go up to a 25% tax bracket. And we're going to illustrate uh, going out to age 90. On their qualified accounts with $750,000, they would uh, pay $206,883, so two hundred six would be paid out in taxes on their RMDs that they have to begin taking at age 72. Bill and Sue, let's say they didn't need the money, and they put the money back in taxable accounts like CDs or a non-qualified brokerage account. How we would know they were taxable is you're going to get a 1099 every year on that account for any gains that you made in that account. And so if they earned 5%, they'll pay 92711 on the reinvested money. It's about 92000 Remember, we factored in a 5% growth rate. Once Bill and Sue pass away, their beneficiaries will have to liquidate their accounts within 10 years. If we use the same tax bracket for their children or whoever is going to inherit the money, they'd pay about $137,496 to the IRS. So in taxes, over the $750,000 account, they'd pay $437,090 in taxes. So $437,000 would be paid in taxes on an account value today at $750,000. But here's the good news. Bill and Sue pay some taxes over the next few years while tax rates are at historic lows. If they were able to get their money shifted to Roth IRAs, they would pay $165,000 and nothing more. So that would save them $272,090. Wow, that should excite you. If you begin implementing a strategy like this, you can save, you may be able to save $272,000. And that, folks, is the good news. Retirement planning is like a wheel I mentioned earlier. We want all the spokes of our wheel to be true so that we are ready. If you'd like this report, go to excelinretirement.com, E-X-C-E-L in retirement.com. That will take you to my calendar. Schedule a call there. 
We'll briefly discuss what assumptions you would like to make with the report and how we want to illustrate it, and I'll email it over to you, free of cost or obligation. Just go to Excel in Retirement and schedule a call with me, and we will discuss what assumptions we want to make in the report, and I'll email it over to you. That's the show for today, folks. I appreciate you listening in. If you'd like to call me, my number is 864-618-4800, and you can email me at david at clientsexcel.com. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.